0: Welcome to Season 2 of No Shelf Control, the podcast with books, booze, and banter hosted by authors for readers, because let's face it, we're all bookworms at heart.
1: This season, we'll be chatting about book book to screen. I don't know why I wanted to say books to screen. I guess in this case, that's appropriate. <laughs> book to screen adaptations and trending book talk books. I'm Lindsay Sparks. And I'm Lindsay Pogue. Grab a cocktail, kick back, and enjoy the show. Yay
0: so welcome to this episode everybody uh thank you for tuning in and listening um tonight on the podcast us lindsays will be talking about book to screen ab- adaptation of the duke and i also and perhaps more you know familiarly familiarly known i don't even know if that's a word anymore <laughs> um Bridgerton by julia quinn so yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about those two um, versions of the story, and yeah, I'm kind of excited because yeah. yeah, I feel like it's been hyped up for so long, and uh, now that I've read the book and I see you know the sim- similarities and the differences, it's uh, anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm really curious that. to see what you think about them, the comparison between the two. Yeah. So, so anyways, before we dive into that, though. Um,
0: <laughs> do you have a glass of anything red in particular that you'd like to
1: share with us? <laughs> She's. We're trying to take pictures before we start the show. So she knows what I'm drinking already. <laughs> <laughs> um, red wine. I know everybody is falling out of their chairs in shock. Assuming they're in chairs. We um, are. Yeah. Um,
0: I am. Dennis concocted a very noisy but fun um it's just it's just a gin lemonade so
1: anyway it's pretty yeah
0: it looks refreshing
1: uh, it is i think it has a
0: little simple syrup in it but it's all fresh um lemon juice and um just a like a little splash of gin so anyway delicious 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 i would say nutritious but i mean maybe part of it maybe the (laughs) lemon juice but other than that
1: (laughs) no lemon
0: juice (laughs)
1: anyway um okay what are you working on um i mean besides the obvious which is the raven queen (laughs) yeah um which i'll just go ahead and update everyone we are finishing or have finished beta revisions um and are just doing some some final polishing up before we pass each other back our finished chapters of the raven queen and um each go through separately the whole thing um, but only revising our own farts, if that makes any sense to anybody, in our own ways. Mine our is final read-through, out loud. yeah. Yeah, our final read-through. Mine is out loud, and I believe yours is printed out? Yes. Yes. So, um, I will say, if anybody wants to join me and hear parts of the book, they are welcome to come into my Discord and listen mm-hmm. once I start reading. It will be at really random hours. It's not <laughs> scheduled. <laughs> Usually very early. To me, which is... You know, 6 a.m. uh Pacific time. <laughs> All right. So free show, everybody. Free show. <laughs> Not that kind of show, folks. Not that kind of show. Um, there probably will be a toddler right here and a dog right here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, what else? Anything?
1: Um, yeah, I'm I've been doing uh today I did a lot of AI art um when I was sitting on the couch on my phone. Um also going to plug my discord for that because I just posted a bunch of stuff and some different um, series channels that I have in discord of different AI art stuff. I did add some more Raven Queen stuff. So you'll have to check that out. Yeah, um, Really random styles. Like, I don't know why. Like, do you ever see those um, book covers that look like layered paper cut out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it'd be really cool if there was something like that. <laughs> the Raven Queen. This is like the most random directions to you give. You it out though, huh? The AI. I did, kind of. And then I ended up going into this like gold foil direction and it looks like kind of like metal cut. I don't know what's going on, but it's kind of cool. So, you know. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> I love the random things you can do with this stuff. And it's like, you are only limited by your imagination and your ability to like convey yeah, I think that's the hardest part. Yeah, the prompt creation. And it's like tweaking the prompts and I am a such an addict for this. So I've like paid for the credits to be able to do a, a crap ton of like iterations and stuff. So I'm like constantly evolving stuff. But I did get some really cool ones for um the last vampire queen also that I am totally in love with. Like there's there's one character portrait that I I got out of that out of um Night Cafe that is perfect and I was just oh "Oh my god and it's like you know that moment when it just like spits out something perfect and it's just like this blissful moment yeah (laughs) it's weird so yeah that's that I think that's all I'm working I've been working on a bunch of patreon stories in the background but um the same stuff that I've been working on for a couple weeks in between um the Raven Queen stuff so yeah and I know we're gonna have some cover reveals coming up soon so I want people to look out for that for the Raven Queen and for um World After. Yep. We're just waiting on a couple background pieces before we do that. And also yeah. the Raven Queen is up for pre-order for listeners. Um, the cover is not the final cover. Yeah. And it is an AI art. <laughs> oh, it is. I've it, heard about It, it that. is. Yeah. So if anybody wants to look at it, it is other than the fact that we added the title and the, like, really stayed at the bottom. I think it's it's like virtually untouched. So it is what the AI created. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to see some of what it can do, you can just go see the pre-order for the Raven Queen.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> what about all, you? Of <laughs> all this AR art to do, I something. love it. It's um, so fun. Uh I, aside from my thin chapters for the Raven Queen, uh, which I finished today and got it all um, polished up, I mean, as much as I could anyway, um, I got Sea of Storms back from the editor yesterday. And so yesterday and today I was polishing that up because that went out to proofreaders today as well. Um so I'm so close to being done with it. I just can barely stand it. Um and as soon as <laughs> I, I get it back from proofreaders uh in <laughs> next week or two, um I'm going to send it in for the audiobook. So, yeah. Hopefully within, yeah, hopefully within the next um couple few weeks they're going to start working on the audiobook, which will be really cool. So I'm excited about that. So listeners won't have to wait so long between the book release and the audio, which was kind of the um situation with at least I don't think they will have to um with City of Ruin.
1: Since you since the these audiobooks go through podium, are they able to do pre-order? Mm-hmm. Oh, so but will it be ready by when does Sea of Storms come out? there's like uh, a fly flying in front of me. Sorry everyone for
0: me waving my <laughs> hand around. Uh Sea of Storms comes out November 8th and I have mm. no idea when they're going to put up the pre-order. For City of Ruin, they did it about two or three weeks before. So I don't know. I don't think they do it too much before that. Um, But anyway, we'll see though. I don't know. Um, We'll see if if it changes at all. But so I was doing that. And then uh, I have been plotting and jotting down a lot of ideas for my super secret post-apocalyptic project that I'm working on that uh, Patreon peeps are going to be learning a lot about soon. So I'm excited to share that um but it's going to be a standalone so it's i don't i mean i write standalones but i don't have any books planned around it so it's not like it's going to be a standalone that has any connection to any other books and i don't haven't really done that ever so it's kind of exciting like once it's, it's like one and done, you know, and I'm like, oh. So anyways, I'm excited about that. Um, and like I said, it's post-apocalyptic and it's like contemporary. So it's not like it's, you know, in this Forgotten Lands world or the Ruined mm-hmm. Lands world or anything like that. So I think it's going to be exciting. Probably it's going to be interesting to write post-apocalyptic survival stuff that is more mo- is modern day but it has zero abilities you know what i mean like yeah. it's not going to be an ending world so nobody's going to be with firepower or telekinesis or telepathic yeah. or whatever yeah. so that would be weird yeah so i'm excited <laughs> though i think it makes it so much easier in a lot of ways because i don't have to figure out well they can't do that because somebody would stop their ability and you know yeah. what i mean so yeah it's like one less thing to have to worry about so i'm excited yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that's uh kind of what I got going on. Um, and you know, all the catch up things. I have such a long list, but at least I have an organized list of things I want to get done with this quarter now that I have time and room to breathe, you know, so that mm-hmm. feels really good too. Nice. So yeah. Um, but that's it. Um what about uh have you had any time for reading or are you kind of in that in-between stage again? Uh,
1: I am on the fourth book in the Hollows series mm-hmm. by Kim Harrison, which is a fistful of charms, a fistful of charms. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Which is the uh, only, let's see. Can you see it? Mm. Not like you can see it, but it's uh, up here. Mm. Uh, my row of Kim Harrison books. It's the only one in the series that I don't have in hardcover because it's impossible to find for less than like 400. Oh, that's when you made that video about mm-hmm. and you were asking Yeah. But I haven't been on TikTok in so long that I don't know if anybody found it. Well, oh. <laughs> Hope not for their sake. I know. I keep I need to go on there and just either get rid of the video or hopefully somebody found it. Mm. But I mean, I don't know. Hopefully not. I don't I'm not sure. Yeah, It'd I don't be cool know. if they did. <laughs>
0: They're like, I spent $500
1: on this book for you. You know I can't get a hold of you. No, (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm the worst. Um, I will totally fulfill my promise, which was to send them my whole physical book catalog of paperbacks and hardcover. Um, I guess I could send like a after the ending old school hardcover too. (laughs) Um, I just want the book. Uh, Yeah, anyway. (laughs) <laughs> well what you? have you been reading
0: I've, yeah so well um i've been kindle reading the next book that we're going to talk about on the podcast but um i've been listening to a lot of a lot of podcasts or a lot of no i have not that's a lie i've not <laughs> i've been listening to a lot of audiobooks um i'm so behind in podcasts i don't even want to think about so it am stress, so am I? i can't out.
1: even open them i'm like no. i know i can't
0: <laughs> excuse me um so i listened to have you heard of emily henry she's like everywhere on book Talk. um mm-hmm. i read beach read by her it was my first mm-hmm. book um i thought it was gonna be like a rom-com kind of a light-hearted rom-com um it's called beach read yeah mm-hmm. uh and it wasn't it was actually um pretty like serious book um it, it not in a bad way but it just wasn't really what i expected But I did really enjoy it. I thought it was really great writing. It had a lot of layers. Uh, It just wasn't lighthearted. So if you're looking... It wasn't a beach read? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess not. Not really. I mean, not kind of what I would call a beach read, I guess. But it was really good. Um, I definitely would be interested in reading her other books now that I know kind of... It's it's one of those things where you know how everybody has the animated covers and it looks mm. all peachy and fun and mm-hmm. flirty, and then you read it and you're like, this is kind of depressing, actually. Mm. Um, this is you know, or it's like super crazy steamy, and you're like, whoa I didn't get that from the cover. From the cartoon covered, cover. Yeah, those <laughs> covers are very misleading, which I don't it's kind of annoying actually. Yeah. But anyway, um, but I did enjoy it. So I I definitely want to read some more of her books. Um, so I I read that, and then I also listen. I'm currently listening to um, a business nonfiction book called uh, "Chill and Prosper" by Denise Duffield Thomas. And she's Australian. She's, you know, has a really booming business. Uh, I've I'm only like two chapters in, so I don't know too much about her. But it's it's essentially just kind of trying to um, like a different frame of mind for building your business and that sort mm. of thing. So. Anyways, um, it came highly recon- recommended to me by uh, Christy Webster. So oh. um, I checked that out. She's listened to it twice. And she goes, if nothing else, you can listen to a fun, quirky Australian read re- her book. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> so um, I like it. yeah. So anyways, that's me. Cool. Um, okay. So I know we have a number of questions to address. So would you like to just dive in?
1: Yeah, we can dive okay. in.
0: All right, so I'll go ahead and read the
1: blurb for the
0: book. um, Can I just,
1: sorry, real quick, I'm interrupting. For people who are listening and not able to see my dog on the video, she is right behind me sleeping and snoring. And I know that you're going to be able to hear it on the audio because I just edited a different podcast that I could hear her snoring on the audio. And this is exactly what she was doing. So I apologize. My dog is snoring in the background. That's what you're hearing. (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, I can't hear her, so I wouldn't. Glad, I'm glad you addressed it because I probably you. think it's me like having a sinus infection or something. <laughs> um, okay. Hmm. So um, after I read this, this is the uh, spoiler alert. So just everybody keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. If you have not yeah. read or watched The Duke and I slash Bridgerton season one.
1: Um, and I mean, there's always a chance that we would end up spoiling like, the second season because I've watched part of it and I think you've watched the whole thing. Yeah. So maybe we shouldn't talk about the second season because I don't want to be spoiled. Okay. Myself.
0: Okay. Shall we? Yes. All right. So the Duke and I is by Julia Quinn, the first book in the Bridgerton series. Uh, Simon Bassett, the irresistible Duke of Hastings has hatched a plan to keep himself free from the town's marriage minded society mothers. He pretends to be engaged to the lovely Daphne Bridgerton after all. It isn't as if the brooding rogue has any real plans to marry, though there is something about the alluring Miss Bridgerton that sets Simon's heart beating a bit faster. And as for Daphne, surely the clever debutante will attract some very worthy suitors now that it seems a duke has declared her desirable. But as Daphne waltzes across ballroom after ballroom with Simon, she soon forgets that their courtship is a complete sham. And now that she has to do the impossible and keep herself from losing her heart and soul completely to the handsome Hellraiser who has sworn off marriage forever. Dun, dun, dun. What will happen in this happily ever after? <laughs> <laughs> Romance. <laughs> let's see, shall we? <laughs> All right. So that's the gist. Um, let's go to our question. Okay, so I'm assuming you listened to it, but um yes, you I might did. not have.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, I watched the show and then I wanted to know what what happened later in what, what to expect later in the series. So then I read book one and I remember that I was reading. So I read this, I was still nursing. So I know that because I remember listening to it while I was up in the middle of the night, nursing my no longer baby, baby. Um, and so it was probably like a year ago that I actually listened to it um okay yeah so i all excuse me this lemon <laughs>
0: a little lemon in my lemonade is uh really uh getting, my, getting my goat here <laughs> um okay so i also listened to it the narrator um i actually don't have her name in front of me her name's rosamond or rosalind something and she does a lot of the historical um hmm. fiction romance so i have heard her before
1: does uh, she do so, the whole series i don't know i have no idea and I cannot remember. Um, is it in third person? Yes.
0: Mm. Yeah. It goes back and forth between um the Duke and Daphne. And I it's funny because I remember when I first started listening to the book, I kept thinking, is so far I feel like it's all from his perspective. And then all of a sudden it was hers. So I don't know. I mean in third person, but mm-hmm. I, I remember in the beginning thinking, wow, is this gonna the whole thing gonna be through his eyes? Um so It's very, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe that was just whenever I thought about it, maybe it just happened to be his narration, but
1: yeah, um, I do
0: remember it being like very heavily in his, uh, his third person voice as well. So, yeah. Um, Okay. So since you watched it before you, you read it, um, what did you initially think about the show? Um, Because I remember when it first came out, it was like,
1: obviously hugely successful and it was was mid
0: it was mid like
1: the dark times of covid also so i feel like it was a bright spot for people yeah what um like yeah what were your thoughts
0: uh yeah
1: i loved it immediately um i know that that is your question is that i fall instantly in love with it i did um but i will demolish anything that is like georgian and regency era (laughs) yeah in a hot minute (laughs) um so I was very excited about that. Um, and I loved the like, so I think, um, of course, I'm gonna have to compare it to Jane Austen. And I think one of the things that I really love, so like Jane Austen is amazing for so many reasons. but one of the things that I feel like is so fantastic about Jane Austen books is her is that it's satire and that she's like very sometimes very subtly, sometimes like over the top, making fun of like the social you know, like, norms of their mm-hmm. times. Um, and so this is, like, that times a thousand in terms of, like, making fun or, like, a satire on the social expectations and norms and structures that are set up for these women mm-hmm. <laughs> and men. I mean, and, like, what it... Like, I I feel like in a lot of, like, Jane Austen books and adaptations, it is much more like the, the whole, like... I, the balls and all of that stuff are much more like it seem much more fun and but in this it's like this is your job like you're getting ready for the ball to find a husband like and it's just like so like strategic and like just like intense this yeah. whole marriage hunt situation um so I did love that element as well
0: I mean, it's totally, I mean, that's, I mean, perhaps not quite as glitzy, but that is very much, you know, what they're, (laughs) they only had so much to look forward to, Mm -hmm. I guess. So it's like, you know, like Daphne and um, Elle, her sister, the whole time it's like they're, they have this whole, you know, there's, they're complete opposites in so many ways. So it's really interesting to see Daphne quite literally only knows how to be perfect because she wants to. She knows she were her only job in life is to get married mm-hmm. and provide for her family and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's kind of crazy when you really think about it. Um yeah. Yeah. Um, so I remember the reason why I asked this question is because I remember I watched it when it first came out because, like you, I love all the I well, probably even more than you. Like I love historical drama
1: and yeah, you like get, you get way more into a a broader range of historical.
0: Yeah, like I, I do like
1: you go for like the medieval and renaissance stuff that like doesn't suck just, me in quite as much.
0: There's just there's so it's but there's not a lot in general of any of them. So of mm-hmm. course whenever there's a show like this like I have instantly watch it. Um it was really I was kind of I enjoyed it um but it was so over the top. All I could think about is this is such a marketing ploy to get people to like this because if they would have done like a just like a Jane Austeny type like it would never have been the sensation that it was yeah, right if like it they, was more
1: if it yeah if it wasn't like it's so, more real to life yeah, yeah. but I did did you like that or did it did you dislike that no I did I, I did enjoy that
0: because as somebody who loves those shows and reads historical romance all the time I liked that it was a different spin and that it was really pretty and fun. And well, you know, like, I really love that show rain on CW because yeah, of the same that thing. Was it's when so I was over the top. I didn't get it. It's so beautiful, one. like all the clothes and that they did the same thing they did. They took all the contemporary music and they made it into, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, dance like quartet music and, you know, all that stuff. So I really, you know, they're dancing the quadru- the quadrilles and the waltzes and all these mm-hmm. things to like these, you know. Wrecking ball. You I know. know I love so, that is
1: one of the things that I love. Yeah. And I actually wrote that down. I love that they do modern songs um in like the period style. And it's in the same way that I love that they do that in um Westworld. They do that in Westworld. And I feel like it's even I feel like it's even maybe even more noticeable in um season two. Oh, OK. No. It seemed it it definitely stood out to me more because like I just rewatched season one and then went straight into season two. And I feel like it was like in the it was like right away. There was yeah. a, a modern pop song, or not pop, but like a modern song.
0: Yeah, I think, um, like I said, I, I really did enjoy it. I think it, it was great, but I feel like everybody who said they like were obsessed with it and loved it. I think it's just so not their genre that it was yeah. just this new fun thing. And that's why I think it was a really smart ma- marketing move yes. on Netflix part because they brought in a whole new fan base that never would have watched it otherwise. So, and they made even, it very accessible. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they did a really good job with that. Um, and yeah, so I, yeah, I, I did enjoy it, but I, I didn't fall like gaga over it. Like I know a lot of people were obsessed for a while. I just, because maybe I'm kind of like, eh,
1: okay. Like, i mean my the only reason that i say i think that i i don't actually remember falling instantly in love with it other than i know i binged it really quickly um but i because i read the book right after i finished listening to it or right after i finished watching it i read the book makes me feel like i must have yeah. really loved it
0: no that makes sense well and like i said i, I once i it out i I'm sure I binged it because like there aren't a lot of shows like that. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, I get so excited, yeah. you know? I mean Absolutely like, okay. So if
1: anybody's seen the great, it's not as over the top as the great, like the great is. Well, the great is it's interesting. Have you watched the great. On Hulu. The yeah. The one with Dakota
0: fanning. Or I know or you like don't. L fanning or whatever. L fanning. Yeah. I know you're yeah. not a
1: fan of the fannings, but.
0: <laughs> Specifically L. <Elle. laughs> I don't know why, but, but you have not yeah. watched it. Uh, I've how- seen I've seen the first season.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, more than that, I don't know why. I love that show. It is. And I totally did that. Like, I, I think I love the, some of the historical stuff because I love to look it up and compare it to like what really happened. Like that was what I loved so much about um, like the White Queen and the White Princess. Oh yeah, stuff. I love those. Just like, I felt like I learned so much about the War of the Roses from those shows.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I totally agree.
1: Um, But... And from like the research I did from those shows or because of those shows. Um, but yeah, so this doesn't have as much of that element of like the period pieces that I like. So like the great, even though it's super over the top, it also had all of these historical figures and right. sent me like down these rabbit holes of finding out like, did that actually happen? Did that actually happen? Um, Like, did he actually have his mummified dead mom in a case?
0: <laughs> is that real? It probably is real. I can't remember. <laughs> That's probably real because people are fucking
1: I mean, but I remember that there was a lot of stuff where I was like, these people were nuts (laughs) because there was enough stuff that was real. (laughs) But, um, yeah, but this doesn't really have so much of the, like, historical figures and stuff. And it's more just, like. Well, and I
0: think that's, like, the appeal, right? I mean, everyone likes to watch and read about sex these days. So they, like,
1: nailed that. um. (laughs) They really did. They (laughs) really did. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of sex on screen. (laughs) In the second half yeah actually so. in the first episode it's like two minutes oh, the, in. yeah Ant- and anthony
0: yeah oh boys will be boys yeah um okay so that being <laughs> said what um i know everybody
1: says that the book isn't what they expect so what was your take on that? yeah i agree it was not i think it was not what i was looking for going from the show to the book so it didn't really satisfy i didn't continue on I finished the first book I didn't continue on to the second book um of course that could always have been because another I had to read another book for the podcast and then I got sidetracked so that mm-hmm. could have happened easily um but I, then I just didn't go back to it so oh. I think I have the second audiobook also so who knows maybe I'll listen to it but right now I'm in the middle of like a 16 book series so not anytime <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I'm really excited about the book that we're going to read or that you're currently reading for the next episode. So yeah, that's pretty intense too. <laughs> I have heard. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think for me, I, as soon as everybody was like, oh, it's so different from the show. I'm like, why? Because it's like a normal romantic historical romance. It is, is that yeah. why? And that's what it is. It's yeah, not. It totally is. And, yeah. yeah. And like um,
1: in the show, they have this whole, they added this whole racial element Oh the diversity. Yeah. yeah, the diversity element. So and then and they briefly talk about it. Uh Lady Danver, Danvers, Danport? Danberry? Um Danbury? Uh Ansberry? No, now you're <laughs> just getting further away.
0: Anyway. Davenport. No. <laughs> Dingleberry. Anyway, I'm never gonna get it now. Um, but yes, so.
1: <laughs> anyway yeah what but she talks about, about briefly how uh, basically b- because like at that time period in british history or you know dan, or i don't know dan well, that, it, yeah it doesn't matter anyway I'm the look only people talking. who like counted as people and had rights were white people and this this take on that era completely changes it so there's lots of different types of people out in society, and as landowners, and yeah,
0: I think they even mention it's because of the king, the king married the queen. Yeah, because the king um, married the queen, which we can talk about later. But that's not even in the book.
1: None. Of that it's not right. in the book. Bu- yeah, none yeah. of that. The the book is very straightforwardly like based on that time period.
0: But so, it's okay. really interesting because I expected there would be more deviation from the book yeah. timeline and the plot, and it's almost actually. Other than like some small changes to keep a series going, like a TV series going, um, it actually follows it very closely. I think. Um, so, yeah, so that was interesting. And it's Dan Barry. So I don't know if you said that in all of your guessing. I think I it's did. Lady Dan. I did.
1: I think <laughs> it was in there. I mean, it had to have been. I said every possible option. <laughs> I know. I'm so confused. <laughs> oh my gosh
0: Mm. um okay (laughs) uh so I guess that kind of we can dive into what were other things that you really liked about the show
1: specifically Um, the show I mean oh my gosh the dresses are just so pretty (laughs) like I just want them except that I also love that they showed like the sores on Daphne's back from her corset yeah I like that too I, Um, I I, yeah But I also know that from when I was doing the ridiculously extensive amount of research on that era that I did for my virtual reality (laughs) Pride and Prejudice mashup, um, they only wore half corsets that were almost like a sturdier, slightly larger kind of like sports bra kind of shape um, in that time period. So, I think, yeah. I Um, don't know if they were up in the corset element. Or maybe in London it was different. (laughs) I don't know. Well, I don't think this is much of a spoiler. Uh, In the,
0: there's a scene at some point in the second season where it shows someone in a corset and she does, it is smaller. Mm. It's not the, like. so Because the
1: the Featherington girl, that was like a full corset that she's like getting cinched up in. Because it was all about, she was, the mom wanted her to have, like, a tiny waist. Yeah. So Good old Mrs. Featherington. Um, um, poor Mrs. I, Featherington. She's very much like Mrs. Bennett. <laughs> all of her yeah. daughters. And she's losing her home. She's not quite as annoying, though. She's not. And she's, but she has terrible
0: taste. <laughs> oh, my God, Yeah um okay so before we move on um so we both like you know just it's just so visually pleasing and beautiful yes uh we love the music i love i mean i don't think you could have gotten any more perfect of who they chose to be the voice of lady whistledown so oh my gosh
1: it's it's julie julie andrews Andrews, and i
0: she makes that come that whole character come Mm -hmm. alive like it's so her
1: Mm -hmm. um
0: yeah, so once you figure out who Whistledown is, it's really weird to be like... It's
1: very disconcerting.
0: Yeah, it really is. <laughs> or like, um, it's just like, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, but I think that was, I mean, that's one of like the, just it, it helps make the show because it just sounds so natural and real. And I just absolutely, I love Julie Andrews. So yeah, perfect casting for that.
1: Yeah, I totally uh, agree.
0: Um, Was there anything that, You remember, I know it's been a little while, but is there anything specific that you remember about the book that you liked more?
1: I mean, the only thing that I could come up with was that it was more traditional, Um, but clearly that wasn't enough to make me continue it. So, um, whereas I just like went straight into season two when I, because when I watched it the first time it had just come season when I watched season one the first time it had just come out so it was a long wait for season two and then I didn't watch season two immediately when it came out because I have zero time to watch TV by myself. Now I'm just watching season two on my phone. <laughs> so but I was like I have to see because <laughs> I know it's out there. So I just have to keep going. And I remember I do also remember being this has nothing to do with the book, but I but maybe it does kind of like I don't know maybe um the Duke of Hastings Simon maybe he appears in the second and third books and stuff, but I know that uh I don't know how you say his name Reggie Jean Page or however you say it the actor is that his who, name oh. mm-hmm, that's the actor who plays Simon isn't in isn't in it after season one um and is not going to be he's I think his role is being recast um So I I mean if that character, I would be interested if that character shows up later in the series, in the books versus just vanishing.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Um, I didn't. Yeah. I, I definitely know that. He, I think it, I. he's very. Obviously gone and missing from the second season. Cause I mean, even Daphne is in it less, which is fine, but she's mm-hmm. still in it, you know, here and there. So um, I think it's noticeable that he's not there and so I was kind of wondering if he would if that's a show choice or if it's a book thing um it seems strange all I can think of is like they had too many cast members so they didn't really need him they didn't write him in I don't know but if they're gonna if he's not ever coming back then I don't know whatever um there is one thing that I actually noticed a lot and that I appreciated about the book I'm not a I actually wasn't a huge fan of the uh, Duke's character in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he was really topical. I don't think he was like the best actor. And I know everyone just thinks he's super hot. and I mean, He is he's super attractive. hot.
1: Yeah. But like. He's very uh, charismatic.
0: I just feel like Daphne's character felt a lot more believable than his. And I like that in the book. It dives into his actual struggle to want to tell her the truth. But um about like his wanting to have kids like he makes the choice after a lot of deliberation that he he specifically knows he should say that he doesn't want to have kids but he decides to say i i can't have kids mm-hmm. and that's a huge like internal struggle for him mm-hmm. whereas in the show he just said he just everything is just like stubborn and no mm-hmm. and i'm not going to and there's no real thought behind it and it just makes him look kind of like a douche you know yeah. like he to does me, seem
1: ex- he's extremely infuriating
0: yeah so in i just in the in the um book they do a lot there's a lot more internal struggle for him that you're able to see so i do appreciate that a lot um so, yeah, that was the, that was the one thing that really stood out to me as far as that goes.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: OK, what about. Like, let's kind of break down some of the like the changes and alterations that we saw, because I know we kind of already talked about the diversity aspect, um, the casting, obviously. What are some other things that you remember? Mm. Um. because i know like cuz we were talking about the queen isn't even in the story even in the actual books at least
1: book yeah movies. like the whole like presentation the whole presentation yeah. thing at the that's the opening scene yeah of the that's, show yeah. isn't in the books yeah um i mean i i just really loved like i loved the artistic liberties that they took with the show um and like the over the top stuff and like Eloise's character is the greatest thing in the whole world. <laughs> god, I just want to smack her, man! By oh, my god, two, I'm just like, her. oh my god, I love her. Oh
0: my god, no, I know, so I do, much. I do like, I do like her character though. Um, so M- Lady Featherington, um, she's she's barely. Like she's only mentioned and
1: referenced once in the book, so and her, like the husband's gambling situation. I thought that was a really interesting their whole situation was really interesting how much more it was in the show, yeah, yeah. And I can't Um, remember how much Marina's situation was explained, I don't think she's in
0: the book at all.
1: Okay, yeah, I like I'm not sure how much I even really cared. I don't know. I found her to be a frustrating character. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I didn't really care much about her. I actually found her to be a not believable character. Like her, when the brother of her love, her baby daddy. Oh, yeah. Shows up at the end or in the like second to last or last Mm -hmm. episode and proposes and she thinks that she has gotten rid of has aborted the baby with a tea, magical tea, um, and and she's, I mean, I don't know. She's just so. I mean, she's ruined.
0: Yeah, and she doesn't. She's like, I'll figure it out on my own. I don't yeah, and anybody. and here's yeah.
1: a um, a guy and like thinking about her who her who her character is in this time period. I'm not saying like a modern woman, but you know like she is ruined she has no future because mm-hmm. the whole world knows that she had premarital sex and mm-hmm. now here's the the brother of her guy she loved who died um who she now knows did love her and wasn't ignoring her but he died so he didn't get to write her back like so here's her his brother who's going to do the honorable thing and save her because she has no other options she's going to be living in a hovel essentially or a brothel or something you know like yeah in this time period there are no other options and she's like no "No." (laughs) really yeah i know i agree with that i agree with that um i
0: also thought it was interesting so there's another sister her name's francesca and she's barely in season one barely mentioned at all and i don't even know if she's in season two so I Thought that was interesting, like they feel like they kind of got rid of her. The Bridgerton lot. sister, yeah, Fran,
1: yeah, the one who shows up at the very end,
0: yeah. And I kept, I remember the first time I watched it, I was so confused. By the second time I watched it, I got it. Um, but yeah, she just like comes and goes randomly. I'm like, okay, she's not even like the oldest or the youngest, yeah. That's in a, like, where is she going and what is she because she was
1: in Bath, yeah just like this magical place that people go to in, I know that period <laughs> <I
0: don't> know. <laughs> for fun. Um, okay. So that's fun. Um, I, I, yeah, as I was, um, listening to it, I, I kept jotting down all these like little random things. I mean, I'm sure there was a gazillion other like little changes, but I feel like those were the big ones as far as the, the storyline. Um, I know you said that you probably, you know, probably won't continue reading the series. Um, I probably will at some point. I'm not, like, chomping at the bit, too, or not. You know what? But I listen mm-hmm. to it anyway, so yeah. why not, you know, get ahead and see? Um, but that being said, I have the book order as far as the siblings in front of me. So, um, obviously, Daphne is the first one. Second one is Anthony. But uh, is there another, like, which... Bridgerton, would you be most interested to see next?
1: Um, I think in I'm, their story. So I'm the most interested in Eloise because I feel like I love her feminist little heart. Um, and also, can I say like how much I sympathize with these poor girls and their fact that they don't know how babies are made? <laughs> what a cruel world! yeah and, and that's shame that's the on the mother too. for not telling them like not telling Daphne yeah on her wedding night yep I know but um yeah so Eloise's story because her she's like just in season one she's just desperate to find out how babies are made <laughs> and it's like oh and then her brother um want to say benedict Mm second because they're alphabetically named uh benedict i'm really curious about his as well because he's the interesting kind of like artist yeah gets involved loosely with these like swingers i want to say yeah yeah he's like having a he has a mistress who's a super cool character she's a shop owner she's a the seamstress Mm mm-hmm um motiste the modiste she's um fake french yeah that's funny
0: so there are eight books total Mm -hmm. um eloise is number five Mm -hmm. so we have to wait a little while for that one but hyacinth and gregory get one too so i think it's a little
1: the little kid
0: so they must fast forward they must fast forward a little bit hmm. um, in time. And then, like, that's what made me ask,
1: you know, kind of bring up a Francesca thing, because she has a book, too, and I'm like, I keep forgetting she exists. <laughs> maybe they, maybe so. it's, I mean, maybe it's realistic that one sibling would be away, and maybe also it's just, like, so that we're, there's already a lot of siblings to follow. Yeah, yeah. And, like, Hyacinth and Gregory, that's the boy? The little boy? Yes, the youngest boy, yeah. Which is funny, because she sorry i have to do the same say my alphabet yeah <laughs> um, H, H, he looks younger he is he has to be but he's first he's born before her are they twins she's way know. taller than him in this show i don't know i don't know i thought i thought
0: he was the youngest but maybe i'm wrong
1: gregory hyacinth Hy- hyacinth um hyacinth's book comes before his so interesting i don't know um Colin Colin is book three four Benedict is book three Colin's
0: book four Eloise is five Francesca six Hyacinth and Gregory that's it
1: Mm -hmm. I did see that there's like a Bridgerton's 25 years later or something like that
0: yeah so they have um well at the end of the Duke and I there is uh, 15 or 20 years later oh okay uh, Daphne's 41 um there's like a an hour long a, at least an audiobook land an hour long uh second epilogue that i know that uh Julia Quinn took she had originally created one book that had a bonus story from each book in mm-hmm. one and now she took them out and each one is an extra epilogue in each one of the individual books hmm. so anyway so yeah um we'll see how it goes um I would be interested to see how different Kate's situation is in book two in the actual book versus the show Kate and an- and Anthony you know they're oh yes like her oh, character yeah. especially because they introduce this whole diversity element to yeah. the show yeah. so I'd be interested to see how different her character is
1: um that is an interesting idea because She's from India. Yeah. That's very interesting.
0: I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, her entire storyline is wrapped up in India. So it's like, yeah. That Mm -hmm. they'd have to do a lot of altering, I think, for that one.
1: Yeah. Well, I have to say, I think I'm only two episodes in, but I'm really enjoying season two. Yeah, it's fun. I love the, um, so far, like the how uninterested she is in him, <laughs> or just like disgusted by him. Yeah, she's oh, intrigued yeah, she's by him, ball. but disgusted. Yeah, she's just like over here, Sam. Oh, just whereas every other girl is like swarming around him. I know, oh, I know. Yeah, that's funny. Well. I think that wraps this up then. Well, I I did have one thing I wanted to say, which was, um, did you ever see the movie? So I would say the trope in this is in season one, which is based on the Duke and I is fake dating, right? Yeah. Fake relationship. Yeah. Fake relationship. So, um, I remember when I first watched this, I was like, this is exactly like drive me crazy. (laughs) Oh, man, I barely remember that one. Oh, my God, yeah. I loved that movie with Melissa yeah. Joan Hart Joan and the Hart, guy from Entourage. Yeah. <laughs> hmm When they were, like, teenage babies. Yeah. hmm So, I feel like it's, like, totally the same thing. <laughs> that's fun, yeah. So, um, anyway, gotta love some fake dating. Um, for sure. But, yeah, so that's a great... Um, a great element of it. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the all the that is fun. And I wonder, After like, if, if each book tropes. has a, or yeah, if each one is like a different romance trope. Yeah. Well, if I listen to them, I will update you all. Yeah. I already know the Colin one. So I know what that trope is, but I'm not going to say it without like ruining it for everyone. Oh, really? I don't know the trope for that one. I only know who's, I know who his love interest is, but I don't know who's. Yeah, so if you know who his love interest is, then you know what the trope is. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but does season two count as enemies to lovers? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, yeah, I'm really curious. Like I said, Eloise is really interests in me, so I'm curious to see what her trope is. Um, curious to see what Benedict's trope is. I have zero, like... the little kids i'm like i don't know (laughs) they're little kids i know i'm actually (laughs) curious to see who ella would
0: like who is she actually what kind of a guy would actually catch her attention you know um Hmm. so that will be interesting i do know who it is and i know we've met him i i know the i know his name but i don't know i
1: don't remember him from the series he's the brother of um the guy who died marina's who marina's gonna marry what he's he becomes a widower oh so she dies
0: oh well she's and she's not even in this book series but she's in the i think
1: she might be later oh maybe i don't know clearly i was googling spoilers (laughs) Okay, well, good to know. Yeah, but That's I don't. I, I do okay. remember when season two came out. There was like a whole hullabaloo on TikTok about like people being upset because it didn't necessarily follow the book quite what they were expecting mm. or something. I can't remember what it was. Um, so I'm really curious to see what I because I haven't read the second book to see what I think of season two. I know it's supposed to be much more like slow burn. Yeah. See,
0: now I really I think I probably am gonna download them because now I'm just getting more curious to see how they're going to keep up, especially now that I've watched season two, I want to see how different that is because I'm, I have a feeling, especially Colin and Penelope, like a lot changes. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they pull it all together. So now I I might, I might end up listening
1: ahead. We'll see. Yeah. I'm curious again, after you know, getting sucked into the show again. Now I'm like, mm, now I want to find out. <laughs> so, yeah. Well,
0: if we do get hooked, there are eight books.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And all I mean, out. it's always s- such a dangerous thing. Like when a book is different from the show, Um, I feel like I- there's the same thing that happened with me with Shadow and Bone. I adore, I adored season one of shadow and bone Mm -hmm. and the book is different yeah yeah I 100% agree with that and and yeah and I was disappointed by the I mean I was I liked the changes that they made to the show I was disappointed then when I went on to the book
0: I was actually just looking um and to answer your question it looks like the same audiobook narrator does do the whole series, but I was just looking um, to see what kind of ratings uh, this series has for the actual books to see if they were low because so many people went to read it mm. after they watched the show, but they're actually all really good. So
1: yeah, that's good. That's Cause I, I
0: kept thinking because yeah, as I was listening to it, I kept asking myself or at least wondering if it hurt her ratings because people had such different expectations yeah. going into her books yeah because i I know that happened with the 100 too um, yeah that was based on a book and the book was a lot different and a lot, i never went to list, uh, read it because i had pretty low yeah. ratings and i was like i'm not gonna deal with it you know um,
1: i remember so i remember so i watched the first i don't know two seasons of the 100 it, if people don't know what that is it was it's done right yeah it's, it's over, over. It was a CW post-apocalyptic show, mm-hmm. and it was very CW, but also very post-apocalyptic. Yeah, <laughs> but it did have Ricky Whittle, who I adore. Yeah, it was fun. It got
0: really strange, but it was it, did. it was fun. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, okay, so yeah. Anyways, looks like her ratings are actually really good, so it did not hurt her. I'm sure she made. lots of money yeah pretty much so yeah all right so that's it for this episode then right
1: yes thank you
0: everyone for listening don't forget to check out our show notes for this episode's links and book recs and we will be back in a couple weeks uh next episode we're going to be talking about tiktok sensation book called hook hooked (laughs) it's a dark contemporary romance by emily McIntyre. It is our first book by her, but we are seeing the cover everywhere. Um it is not, or she makes it very clear, it is not a retelling of um a fairy tale specifically, like Peter Pan or whatever, but it is there are a lot of connections and it's actually pretty clever. So it'll be it'll be fun to talk about it.
1: Mm, I'm excited. I know very little about it other than it's supposed to be pretty dark. Yeah. And I'm excited about that. And I totally thought it was Peter Pan yeah i mean or hook there's I mean.
0: a ton of tie-ins but it's yeah she makes it very clear this is not a retelling so i guess i don't I know the difference between what a retelling and a, just because he's a is, he's a villain
1: it's a dark yeah. romance
0: and he's a villain maybe that's what i don't know it's not captain hook <laughs>
1: All right. Now I'm so intrigued.
0: Uh, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> we'll be back next time to talk about that. So in the meantime, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review wherever you listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I, last time you were asking or wondering where you could do that. And I do know you can also do it on audible. So.
1: Oh, awesome. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Cool. Yeah. So, and then you can check out our no shelf control, uh, Facebook group
1: and we'll be back next time. Yeah. So I also want to tell people, sorry, I'm interrupting your outro. Um, um, If you're a Spotify listener, uh, Spotify now has audiobooks. Yes, all of our books are on there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think you have to buy them on the Spotify website because of the whole weird app purchasing situation um, that affects all apps. But um, yeah, audiobooks are now available on Spotify if you're a Spotify listener. So I'm pretty excited to see how that all works out because I am a Spotify listener. Yeah, same as these.
0: All right. Well, until next time. Toodaloo, my darlings. Happy reading. <laughs> Happy reading. <laughs>